I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. I am in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And joining me on the other line from the Satellite Branch in scenic Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, it's your girl, Bing Bong, Caitlin McKinnon. Merry Switchmas, y'all. <laughs> Merry Switchmas. Uh, friends, this is episode 264 of the Geek Down Podcast. If you'd like to listen to any of our other 263 episodes, you just go wherever you get your audio content. SoundCloud, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher. If you are on Spotify, there's a little bell on the show page. You can click that. Not only will you follow this program, you'll get notifications every time a new episode goes live. If you are on another platform and you think that is unfair, worry not, friends. You will also get a notification when new episodes drop. It's the sound of festive chimes on the wind. Cascading down from the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip, delivered by your mans. Chauncey Vrastolikas III, Geek Down Internet Elf. Oh my god, girl, he is coming to drop those episodes directly into your device. No lumps of coal for you this year. No. Just quality. Or maybe. Quality maybe. takes. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe maybe that chocolate that's, like, covered, like, makes to look like coal, so it, like, psychs you out. And you're like, oh, no, coal. And you're like, oh, no, chocolate. And then Chauncey's like, bam, episode. <laughs> like a coaly kinder surprise of content for that ass. <laughs> Friends, if you have photos of this uh, deceptive coal chocolate that I have never heard of until Caitlin mentioned it just now, you can uh, send me photos on twitter.com slash geekdownpod, which is where the show lives on the social meds. If you would like to donate to this endeavor financially so I can purchase some online and have it delivered for future festive sit-down when Caitlin and I are back in the same room, throw three bucks in the old tip jar at ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. If you would like to support this endeavor financially, should you choose to do so at this festive time of year, Kate? Yeah. How are you feeling? Uh, much better. <laughs> we are we are recording a little late this week. We had a we had we had quite a quite a roller coaster yesterday. It um, was um, it was uh, I'm, I should be used to it by now. <laughs> But I'm not. Um, so I have a disease, for those who don't know, and for those who do, well, know all about it, called endometriosis. Cause a lot of pain. Um, and every once in a while, it rears its ugly head. And sometimes totally, like, takes me by surprise. Um, and is just like, hey, you know that uterus you've got? Stab, stab, stab. Surprise, motherfucker. So, Yeah. That, that was basically yesterday. So, I mean, like, we woke up. We thought Kate was coming in for a fairly early morning-ish. I was going to get us breakfast. It was going to be a whole thing. And then she was like, I'm not going to make it. We're going to have to do the phone because it's happening. I said, okay, that's fine. You know, we'll, we'll do the phone. She's like, all right, I'm going to go back to sleep for a couple hours. And then she, she woke up in bed, and she was like, all right, good to go. And then she sat up, and the body said I, no. I walked. And the body said I no. I walked from my bed to 
almost another room. And then my body was like, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> you're funny. I feel like I feel like we were already talking while you were in bed. And it's like, OK, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're still good for this time. OK. And then she yeah, she got up and she was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not happening today. I was like, well, you know what? It's fine. We do this for fun. You know what? Uh, someone cute going to swing by. We're going to hang out for a bit. Go get some tacos. Probably better we didn't end up recording because I got mad full of tacos. <laughs> and she <laughs> And she brought me fudge because she went to the one of a kind show oh. before she came through. The one of a kind show is a craft show. Uh, it happens around the Christmas season here in Toronto. A very popular event. Lots of snacks. Lots of uh, it's like a it's like an Etsy marketplace type of thing. It's just like all small businesses, things like that. It's a really great event here in Toronto. Um, but I was not expecting fudge to be delivered to me. To my credit, she will that's, be. Ha- that's she, the best. She will be happy to know. I did not eat all of it in one sitting. That is good. Um, both your body and um, your mind are happy that you did not eat it all in one go because then you have some left, right? I do have some left. And also, like I said, Kate, Yeah. I know you can't eat anything, but you deliberately ignore uh, your restrictions. Do you fucks with tacos? Um. I Yeah. No, I love tacos. I actually... I experienced, I think with you, the first time, like, having a real taco. I don't know where that might have been, but there was a joint opened up within walking distance of the Polly Pocket. And it was the business. And I let someone cute uh, drive the bus on that one and just make the order. And she gave it the A-OK. So we're going to have to get tacos at some point, too. It's also very not good that I have a really good taco place, like, within walking distance. because. Well, I mean, or it is good. Because tacos are amazing. Just be like, who wants to cook ever? Not me. Um, also, it was a good run, Air Fryer. It's I, Taco Tuesday every night around here. <laughs> the thing I don't fucks with when I'm not paying attention to my food restrictions is I, I, I don't like fudge. <laughs> you don't like fudge. Well, you know what? Not, no, it's not for everybody. It hurts my teeth. It's not for everybody. It hurts your teeth because it's literally just like boiled sugar put in a mold like it's literally yeah. all it is yeah it hurts it, it hurts my teeth and it makes my acid reflux bad i'm old um and and yeah no i don't it's if i'm gonna kill myself over something it's not gonna be fudge tacos yes breakfast sandwich yes fudge maybe not that's fine more fudge for me uh i was all very this... sad about the i was sorry i was very sad about the breakfast sandwich <laughs> it'll, it'll still be there we'll do it again we got a few more. We got a few more before the holiday break. Um, okay. Friends, all of this freewheeling talk is to uh, let you know that, yes, we were back on the phone because we were doing this a little later in the week. Um, but you still get your content. Relax. We still want to give it to Calm you. Calm down. Um, before we get to the content, again, there's no news, or I don't care about any of the news. Um, there have been trailers. You got your first taste of the next Spider-Verse. For as much as it was, it was more of a sizzle reel than anything else. But, you know, you're going to get that. Um, it's 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 Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part One. Oh, that's the full title. That's the full title. Oh, big and, swings. And hmm. it's out October seventh, twenty twenty-two. I just thought I'd be informative. Twenty twenty-two. She just had that at the ready, y'all. Look at that shit. I know. At the ready. Um, but while I may not have news, I do have a rant. It's been a while, but I think we need to. Have a little Jordan moment here. We are aware, and it's often talked about, about the 
ethical and moral conundra that come from purchasing from Amazon. But what I yes. feel no one ever talks about is just the shitty process of buying anything from Amazon. Why do we buy anything from Amazon? I have never bought anything from Amazon that went smoothly. <laughs> Ever. Because Amazon tricks you into thinking it is the everything store and you just buy the shit from Amazon and it just comes to you. Eh -eh. Amazon is a shell corporation <laughs> because it's like, you're going to buy your shit, but if you ain't paying attention, which you ain't, be real with it. 90% of the time, you ain't paying attention. You just click and buy now. And you ain't buying from Amazon. It's not coming from one of these behemoth warehouses where the workers get paid 17 cents a day with no bathroom breaks. You're not buying from them. You're buying from some marketplace seller out in Guangzhou, China. And your prime, you know, your free prime trial, two-day shipping, ain't doing shit for you then. So the thing you think you're getting, it's like, oh, fuck, I hate this, but at least it's going to be here in two days. Eh -eh. I'd rather just you know, try and find it somewhere else. And this is a lesson. This is just a lesson for me because I'm sick of this because it happens every fucking time. And also, what is this thing where they don't ship? A, just wait and ship all the stuff at once. What is this slow trickle of things? I'm totally. And this is like I grant this is a combination of also watching way too much Curb Your Enthusiasm lately. I know how I sound right now. It's fine, yo. <laughs> what a cool guy! You at are. least I didn't have to say anything. I at felt it. Know. I felt it. <laughs> But what is, what is what is the trickle? You know what? My, la my last purchase. I was like, just fucking, uh, fucking, just do it on Amazon. I needed masks, and I wanted the nicer ones with, like, the curved panel type thing. They sit nicer on my face. They have a more snugger fit. Listen, I got to right transit. Even just the little, like, where it bunches your standard disposable mask, even if I double mask, where it kind of bunches around my fat-ass cheeks. Like, it just kind of, like, you know, there's a gap. There's a little little hole where, like, all your, your nastiness can drip in inside my mask. <laughs> I don't like it. I like these other ones that the Koreans wear where it's like, you know, it's a snugger fit around your face, right? And it comes a little further out from your uh, from your nose and your mouth. You've seen these ones? You know these ones, right? I know these ones. I sometimes wear these ones, and they're amazing. Yeah, they're fucking I, oh, yeah, so much better. Oh, yeah, because you lent me one. Yeah, I did. You lent me one, and then I was like, oh, no, because we know I have a giant moon face. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to cover the whole of the bottom of my face because of my giant cheeks. So I buy the mask, and I wanted some film. Someone cute for my birthday bought me a little Bluetooth photo printer. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going back home. I'm going to want to print some photos for my friends and my family to leave there. So I'm going to need some film for this thing. So I buy that. And again, it's like, it's like, oh, it's direct from Kodak. Fulfilled by Amazon. Cool. Y'all gave me the free Prime thing. It'll be here. It'll be here in like three days. It may be. We're on day two right now. The masks came. Okay, great. Why did you not just wait? And pack it all up together and send it to me at once? Why do I got to go down to the post office twice? <laughs> Why? And this is not the only place that does it. Listen, Major Canadian Retailer does this shit all the time as well, where it's just like the trickle. And we got this thing in now, so we'll send it to you. But this other thing ain't going to be here for like another two weeks. We'll send that then. It's like, just, so, just wait. So um, in environmentally bad. Yeah. <laughs> but as someone who likes to get things in the mail, good. <laughs> You're a monster. That's part that's part one. Part two. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk. Let's preface this by saying, um, the last time I bought some stuff at Amazon, like back in late October, I think maybe. Um, you know, Amazon also got records. The prices are okay sometimes. And I was like, 
Okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll throw one in there. It was a Japanese jazz record. And I throw that in there, and again, because it wasn't coming from Amazon, it was coming from Rare Waves, Chalkies UK, some shit or other. It shipped. Amazon's like, should be there by November 18th. You know what it says now? It should be there by November 18th. It's just in red. Oh, oh, that's not good. Thanks, Amazon. That's number one. Where is that record? I don't know. It's never showing up. Um, I also made some pre-orders back in uh, May. I think that's where we're going back to. Spring, the sunny springtime days of May 2021. And I made a couple pre-orders. There are two of them. One for the soundtrack to an indie game called Coffee Talk. About a coffee shop for monsters. It's a, it's a lo-fi soundtrack. I was like, this music is just all delightful. I would just like to have that playing in the background. On, you know, a day like today here in Toronto, gray, rainy, would have been a perfect soundtrack when I'm making my eggs in the morning. And I'd seen it selling out other places. I was like, oh, I guess I missed the boat on it. But it was on Amazon. Amazon was like, pre-order with us. Pre-order guarantee. If the price goes higher, you're not going to pay that. You'll pay what you pay for it when you pre-order it today. I said, Amazon, that sounds, Bezos, that sounds great. Let me get on board with that. Do you know what happened there, Caitlin? What? Now, bear in mind, I am knowledgeable about the things I'm purchasing. We know I'm not just buying things willy-nilly. I know when they're supposed to come out. So when I watch Amazon just refuse to give a release date, or they do give a release date, but then it constantly moves three weeks into the future. When you want to tell me this soundtrack comes out on September 15th, and then September 27th, and then October 5th, and then you know what happened? They just canceled it. They were like, oopsie, can't get the stock. Thanks, dipshits. That's That's number one. Number two, let's talk about Utada Hikaru's 12-inch of One Last Kiss and her assorted themes to the Evangelion franchise. This was getting a North American release. I had a pre-order in for the clear North American edition, directly from the supplier. And then Amazon was like, pre-order the European blue version. I was like, well, I like that color way better. And it's Amazon. They're going to get it. This is a Sony soundtrack. This is Amazon. Two big fucking corporations just mashing together. They're going to get me my shit. You know what? Let me cancel that other order. I'll put in this order here for the blue one. It was supposed to come out. It has never said when the release date is. It just says delivery date pending. It has said that since May. Uh-oh. I know from Utada Hakaro's website, it came out on November 22nd. And it says this all the time. And then do you know what happens? I open a chat with Amazon and I say, what's up with this? When's this supposed to come? Well, you'll get an email when it ships. Yes, Amazon, I know that. I also know it was supposed to get released on November 22nd. And you're not telling me that. Oh, we don't have a release date yet. Yes, Amazon, I know that. When are you going to get one is the question. Because I know it came out and I'm seeing it sell out on other sites. Are you going to get any other stock? Well, we'll send you an email when it ships. Yes, Amazon, I know that. You're, you're stuck in that loop. Do you know what incenses me the most about this? What? You know where I work. You know what we would do when presented with this sort yes. of issue or anything similar. It would damn sure be more than you will get an email when it ships. But they're a giant quadrillion dollar company. Then they, they should do better. <laughs> you have of the resources. They should. Of course they should, but there's so many quadrillion dollar companies that should do better. Prinkaya, I know it's not your fault. And I tell you this every time I'm on the chat with you. I went, like the re- the reasons to not buy a- not buy from Amazon are like sure, there are the moral and ethical implications. It's just a shitty experience. 
yeah. How have great. we how and have it, we all been conned into just by thinking that this is like oh the magical everything store where just you get everything you want in like three hours? Well, you who you, are these people? Could. There was like this. Yeah, there, if I buy if I'm buying this, paper towels, I'm sure, but like. <laughs> Well, there is this very short period of time where they really were like getting stuff to people the the next day. I mean, I get stuff the next day, um, but it's it's stopped for many many reasons, and they they can't keep up with that image. But people still hold on to that, and also people need to realize that like items that you would get at a grocery store or shoppers or wherever they're you know, the price is jacked up on Amazon. Like, you may be getting free shipping, but they're going to pay, oh, like, charge you twice as much. When I was looking to pad out my cart, I was just like, what about that soap I get? I haven't been able to see it at the, uh, it hasn't been at the no-frills lately, which is where I was copping it. It's $2 at the no-frills. The best I could find was, like, a 20-pack for $50. I'm like, motherfucker, what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Anyway, it is, that's just what people, you know, we talk about, it's like, oh, the moral and ethical implications of shopping on Amazon. It's just, it's just bad. Like, whatever reason you need to pick to not shop on Amazon, you have many. And for me, it's just like, it's just bad. That's why I'm not going to buy from Amazon anymore. This is bad. Moral of the story. Uh, it's, it's just bad. It's just bad. To, <laughs> to buy from, from Amazon. Just bad. It's just bad. God damn. You are not in the Christmas spirit at all. I am not. Not the least of which is because I got the t- I got the t- hot tip today that Windsor Essex is just like skyrocketing caseloads. You want to know why Ontario's uh, case numbers of COVID seem to be tilting upward? Thanks, Windsor. <laughs> I think that's how we feel most of the time. <laughs> Thanks, Windsor. <laughs> Can't wait to give. Thanks, Windsor. Can't give to can't wait to give my parents the gift that keeps on giving. Oh my cron. Unicron or whatever the fuck we're calling it. <laughs> oh my cron. <laughs> Though I did say when when senior correspondent Chris told me what the name was, I was like, if I get taken down, I want it to be by Omicron. <laughs> that sounds badass. No, I want to last till Omega. I want to get killed by the I want to get killed by the Omega variant. Which I assume is just little. Isn't doesn't it already exist technically? Little cells that look like Steven Seagal just <laughs> kicking the shit out of me. <laughs> Omega variant coming. Oh, see, I already have that in my uterus. Coming directly. <laughs> no, it's it's actually like blood sport. I've got <laughs> literally I've got blood sport. Literally in my uterus. Literally. Oh my god, Kate. Yes. There's no news. I went into 15 minute rant about Amazon. What? Do you feel better at least? No. I still hate them. Oh. We've all been, well, no, but... I still hate them and we've all been conned, which we knew, but so watching anything fun? Um, I am watching what I have been watching. You are. As in You are deep in a comf hole. I am. I'm Wheel of Time continues to be good. I've, I've, I got to make some time for it. I've heard. I've heard it's. Uh, I've heard it's doing all right. Yeah, I like the pace. I think some people are like. See, I didn't watch. I I didn't read the books again. I think I mentioned that last time. So for me, I'm like, this is a good clip, right? It's not doing the like taking a thousand years <laughs> to get to the castle or whatever 
As, um, as the most consistent man in the world at work and Wheel of Time superfan told me uh, last week, quote, they got to the fireworks factory on this episode. <laughs> he was, he was, like that. He was waiting for a thing to happen, and I guess it happened much sooner than he thought it would, so he's, he's happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been, that's been good. That's been fun. Um, I've been watching terrible Christmas stuff, which has been great. Uh, we've been, uh, playing more of Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, yeah, nothing brand new and shiny. No, 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 it. I'm not watching anything new, but I'm surprising myself by things I'm not watching. Mm. <laughs> this will I'm, be new. What are you not watching, Kate? I'm not watching Star Trek Discovery. Are you? Are, are we going to hit a thing where you are just... Because a few weeks ago, you talked about how much was coming. Do you have choice paralysis now? Like, I. It's not choice paralysis. It's just like choice overstimulation. Are you watching Lost in like, Space? No, Caitlin. we haven't even touched it yet. All you fucking talked about for a month was Lost in Space. I know, I know. And then well, we watched some other horrible thing for fun. And I was like, oh, and then there's the show about, it's called Dogs in Space. And I'm <laughs> very excited about There's a corgi. I'm very excited about this. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, I don't know if it's that we got back from vacation. There's lots to do because it's that time of year. Or what it is, but I'm, there's just too, there's too much, right? So, oh, I, I know what, I know what I did. Um, I was watching week to week. I was watching Shetland, <laughs> the new season. Oh, the new season. Season six. But. Hot damn. I couldn't wait. So I literally. <laughs> figured out a way to watch it on BBC. <laughs> you were stealing a show. That's going to drive. It was like me and Reservation Dogs, where I stole it because oh, I didn't want to. Oh, and wait. I finished Reservation Dogs. Oh, good. There we go. Oh, see, I did watch some things. How did you? I, how did you, you know enjoy what? the I, end of Reservation Dogs? We never talked about the end of it, but now. Um, it was great. I was devastated. <laughs> yeah, it do that. Um, it's it's that weird line between, like deeply funny maybe not always laugh out loud funny like sometimes like a fall funny but sometimes like a really clever funny um and horrifyingly sad like just you know um there's just a lot of truth there in that show a truth about life right um the episode uh, where they go hunting. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Willie Jack was, episode? Yeah. The Willie Jack. Okay, yeah. Willie Jack for president, of course. Of course. But yeah, the Willie Jack and her dad episode was, was great and heartbreaking. Um, the cheese episode was great. <laughs> um. Oh, God. Cheese, yeah, cheese no. on the right along. Yes, that was, that was fantastic. That whole that run, uh, that whole run where they each got like an episode kind of to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it was all great. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, it was really, really good. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Really good storytelling um, and nice to be in a different world. Um, so, yeah, all good. 
um, Shetland was great, but they left it on a cliffhanger. Those bastards. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. You don't do that. You do not make a six-episode show and then leave it on a cliffhanger. Um, yeah. So those are the things I watched. But I did not watch. I have not been watching the new Star Trek. Um, and I think it's just there's just too much. It, listen. Can, couldn't someone have waited until January? <laughs> January, February, March, maybe the summer, you know, where things really start to peter out. Listen, it's that thing where it gets dark at five o'clock. We talked about this during peak pandemic where it's like, there's so many things to watch and you have so much time to do it, but you just end up watching weird YouTube clips for, you know, three hours and then, or like two, <laughs> six episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine you've seen a hundred times and then you go to bed. Like, it's just... <laughs> yeah, and I'm this time of year as well. So, of course, there's all the new christmas stuff that we've talked about and that we're gonna watch but there's also all the old stuff that we love watching right am i gonna watch kiss kiss bang bang again yes i am because it's a great movie um am i gonna watch some terrible terrible hallmark hallmark christmas films yeah yeah i am goddamn right you are so anyway so that's that's what's going on in my my viewing history. Well, speaking of speaking of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and the writer-director of that film, Shane Black, um, whose name got trotted out and that movie got trotted out in sort of the director bullshit version of <laughs> the Marvel Hawkeye show. Um, director bullshit is a Chris Nandy term from when directors of mass market uh, fair, like a Marvel show, pull out. Uh, high art comparisons to talk about what they're doing. Oh my God. Like when the Russo brothers are like, we were really inspired by the Manchurian candidate for winter soldier. Okay. Sure. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. So when you talk about how the Hawkeye show was really inspired by, you know, Shane Black's kind of caper holiday fair. Sure. Okay. I guess. Um, okay. <laughs> we know I was kind of, did you watch the last episode? No. So, no, I, I've I've only seen the first episode. Well, earmuffs. Um, there was some, <laughs> there was a brief mention. We know that because they already announced the spinoff. That's a heat check, Marvel. Go ahead. Um, that the character Echo is getting a show. Okay. Twenty two, twenty three, somewhere in there. Echo is a character who originally appeared in Daredevil. Um. Basically, like, a combination between Daredevil and, like, the Taskmaster. Like, she is a deaf character um, who kind of... Daredevil, all of his other senses... He's blind, but all of his other senses, you know, amplified to make up for it. Hers is like, well, she's deaf, but her eyesight and memory retention is so good that, like... It's Taskmaster shit, right? Like, she can see something happen, like, five times and do it. That sort of thing. Right. So this character made its debut in... In the, la- in the end of episode two of Hawkeye and is very prevalent in the third episode that dropped last week. And in a flashback to her as a child, there is a, first of all, her dad is played by the uh, police chief from Reservation Dogs. So, yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> was happy to see him show up. And then he's obviously involved in something to do with crime. And at one point, what well, says to the young version, young Maya, you know, I got to take care of some stuff. You're going to go home with uncle. And then a very crisp suit 
enters the frame and a hand strokes her cheek and says hello, you know, whatever. And it's a very D'Onofrio-esque voice. Ah! Because Echo, the character in the comics, has ties to the Kingpin. Right. So there's a lot of mention of Uncle in that episode and the D'Onofrio-esqueness of that delivery. Like, it's, you don't see his face and nothing's been confirmed, obviously. But if with all this scuttlebutt already that Charlie Cox is going to be in uh, No Way Home... If you get me D'Onofrio back into the MCU proper, the Hawkeye show is just, it's, it has justified its existence to me. Um, I know a lot of people are like, right. Kate Bishop, like, eh, eh. You, you give me D'Onofrio back. That's what the, <laughs> Yeah, we, we're like, oh, no, it's fine. Whatever. That's what we want. D'Onofrio Hive all day. On we the, want our weirdo. <laughs> D'Onofrio Hive all day on the Geek Down We want our, our weirdo. You know the fucking vibes. Yeah. Um. So I let me just go through some stuff quick here as i thud my notebook um man one of my tappy tap games is having their first anniversary that's always exciting they tricked me though kate they, tr- nice. they tricked me i thought because it was the anniversary they were oh, giving no, away they they were, i thought they were giving away like 100 draws 100 pull yeah. gacha pulls they were but they weren't basically what they did is they let you pull 10 times and see what you got but then you have to like earn a stamp or spend some currency and pick the one you want so it's not quite, they're not just giving, they are giving it away and you get to choose, but you don't get all of it. They made me think I was getting all of it. I was like, look at all these fucking oh. four stars. Uh-uh. You got to just pick the one you like the best. Fine. I guess. I'm still out here grinding to meet goals so I can earn these fucking tickets. God. Um, the usual stuff. Comey can't communicate. Um, and Blue Period, still on that. Still watching Curb, as you could tell from the first half of the show. Um... Read a little more of that uh, Tezuka manga I bought, uh, I think, earlier in the year. Uh, the short work collection, Under the Air. Kind of Junji Ito-esque in spots. Very Twilight Zone for a lot of them. Like, they're really short works. They're very broad. I mean, he did these in the 70s. So, I mean, you know, you know what you're dealing with. And there's just little stories about, you know, murder or forbidden love or, like, haunted cliffs or things like that, things like that you know um but they're fun and i mean for like we know my feelings on golden age comic illustrators i.e tezuka v kirby and where i fall in that continuum so you know i always tezuka's work is always top shelf for me even if the storytelling is not uh as top shelf um what else was in there so y'all I'm probably going to give it to Caitlin if she doesn't watch it herself in the new year when we're back to format. But all I want to say is holy shit, Yellow Jackets. Because I don't want to say anything else about it if Kate hasn't seen it yet. I, I haven't. Have you seen any of the any of the <laughs> buzz? <laughs> I saw Because <laughs> it's called Yellow Jackets. <laughs> you haven't seen a write-up or any headline that was like, oh my god, Yellow Jackets. Um, I saw something on the Mary Sue that said Showtime's Yellow Jackets is your next TV obsession. Um, and I saw the trailer and I think I mentioned, okay, you saw the trailer. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was before I left or after I came back from vacation where I mentioned all the shows about 
girl surviving in the wilderness? No, I don't recall that. There was like there's like with. three there's like three different shows. Well, where... Yellow Jackets is one of them, and it stars Juliette Lewis and Christina Ricci and Melanie Linsky as the adult counterparts to this soccer team that goes down in a plane crash and has to survive for 19 months and how they process that trauma. And all I will say, if there's one quibble, We've got quibbles. I have with the whole thing, but bear in mind, we're only halfway through the season, so I don't know how it's going to play out yet, is that story is enough and the show is swinging for lost territory. It's swinging, it's swinging for puzzle box. It's swinging for mysteries. And I'm not super offended by that yet. It's not ruining the show for me by any means, but like the story of (laughs) these girls going full Lord of the flies when they were teenagers to survive in the wilderness for 19 months. And then how they process that as adults. That's kind of enough. You're like, I'm good. I think that story is probably enough story there. (laughs) Um, and man, special commendation to Christina Ricci for playing this character who was like the equipment manager when they were um, on the soccer team. And her whole thing is just like, she needs a purpose. And as an adult, the way she will like manipulate people into depending on her is like something. (laughs) It's something. And Christina Ricci plays this very, very well. Um, Mad Gory, Kate, it's going to meet your gore factor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it's really good and it's on Showtime. And if you're in Canada, it drops on Crave on Sunday mornings. Um, and for the first time ever, I guess Reservation Dogs was this to an extent as well, but I had, I had recourse on Reservation Dogs because it was already out in the States. Mm -hmm. This is just straight week to week and I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) Oh no. What did you do? I should have just waited. I should have pulled a U. I should have just let it all drop and then just smashed it all into my face. But I didn't. Yep. Yeah, you should have. now I'm week to week, and I watch it on Sunday morning, and now it's Monday, and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do for the next six days? Yep, you're a dummy. I want my content. Um, Two, lastly, two things that are not really surprising. Well, one of them is going to be surprising, but um, someone cute said, I was not allowed to have anything to say about the second Spider-Verse trailer. While I insisted on going through my life having not seen the first Spider-Verse movie. Okay. She loves that movie very much. Yeah. And was like, I cannot believe you have not sat down and watched this movie yet. And I said, you know what, someone cute? I, if we're not recording today. Huh? You, you didn't. What? You haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse? No, girl. What? So I said to someone cute, someone cute, if Caitlin's still out, because we might have recorded last night after dinner time, I said, if she's still out, I'll sit down, I'll fire up into the Spider-Verse. And that's what I did. And I watched it. It's so good. Well, yeah. I did not think it was going to be good. What is wrong with you? (laughs) You know me in movies. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I, I get that. I had to like I, meditate watch, for 10 minutes before I could really settle in. Cause I was like an hour and 56 minutes. Right. <sighs> I get that okay. thing where I'm like, okay. I will watch four hours of a TV show, Yeah, but to watch an hour and a half, two hours of a movie, that's somehow a commitment. 
I just, I had to, I had to steal myself. And I had to go, okay, hour and 56 minutes. Okay. It's going to, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Just, this is what you're doing tonight. You're not going to play Grand Theft Auto. You're not going to play Tappy Tap game. You're going to sit here and you're going to watch this movie. Uh, and I did. Yeah. And it was great. And if you're, uh, you know, Lord Miller, it's, you probably, I think even in a career as marquee as theirs, that's probably one of the, like the highest hooks you hang your hat from. Someone cute asked for kick punches. I said it's a 9.5 easy. Like if any, yeah. if anything, I would have liked it to have been longer to get more spider buddies. What? Like by the time the whole band, I... by the time the whole band gets together, you only get about 20 minutes with them all together. I'm so, like, I'm actually still really, <laughs> I don't know how I let it go that you That's, hadn't seen This it. is your fault, if anything. <laughs> I know. I know I'm feeling it. This is my fault. Um, this is, you know, this is a parent reckoning with the fact that their kid is an <laughs> asshole. This is my fault. Oh, it's, it's like we need to talk about Kevin, <laughs> the podcast version. <laughs> Do you know he hasn't watched Spider-Verse yet? Um... And what a fucking button. I knew there was a, I knew there was a tag at the end of it. I did not know they did the fucking meme at the end of it. And I was like, applause to all that. Yeah, they did. It was applause it was to that. Everybody, ma- everybody makes the joke about how that's going to be in like, they're going to do that in no way home. They're going to end up with McGuire Garfield and Holland doing the point thing. And I was like, yeah, you don't need to, you know what? It's not going to be better. It's already done. No, it's not going to be better than the one they did. Um, so, the last thing I want to talk about. <laughs> so, I'm making breakfast yesterday morning. When it becomes clear, we're not going. I'm not going out for breakfast for us. I'm going to make breakfast here. I was like, well, let me, let me, you know, let me get my eggs together here. And I fire up the YouTube just to have something to play in the background. And I see a thing on my homepage, which I've never seen before. YouTube has never handed this to me before. I'm like, well, this is odd. I wonder why it's handing me this. Am I going to watch this? It's like half an hour long. Maybe I'll watch it. And I watched it. So I sat there and I looked at the thumbnail for a second. Before I hit the play button, I was like, This better not awaken anything in me. So I sat there and I watched Adam Savage build a perfect gray Gundam model for 25 minutes. Oh my god. I have built models occasionally. In the pre... I think circa 99, like my first Anime North, when there was not, you know, when the dealer room was the size of like half of a uh, hotel ballroom, you know, there were not much by way of offerings. There weren't really action figures on display, but there were, there were models, little snap, little snap fit Bandai models. And I bought a couple Evangelions and I built them and it was fine. I did not know what I was doing at all. They looked okay when they were done. I think I did a Ava Zero and the, the, production model one from end of Ava with the, with the white one with the wings. I did not know what I was doing. And I watched him do this thing, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, Loki, that just looks so relaxing though. <laughs> it, it, it can be. I'm sure it wouldn't be for That's... me. I'm sure it wouldn't be for me. No, no, <laughs> at all. No. no, you would be so angry. <laughs> But again, bear in or mind, the angry podcast I, where you I, rage, <laughs> where I rage about, about model my making. building models. Listen, I don't, I don't have the space. Yeah. I don't have the space. I don't have the like tools. And even if I did it, where would I put them? And like, I enjoy the woman I spend time with socially. <laughs> I'm not going to drive her out of the building, but 
there was definitely just, I had this vision of like, yo, at the end of the day though, you know, like a little like garage or something, go out there in the summer and just work on a model for a couple hours before you go to bed. That just seems so relaxing. Yeah. I, that makes me want to vomit. (laughs) Why are you, why are you anti-model? I just, I, it, I can feel the frustration and anxiety (laughs) coursing through my body thinking about it. If you were to attempt it or if I were to attempt it? No, anybody. I don't care. I, whether I have to watch someone or I'm doing it or you're doing it, it doesn't matter. It just makes me upset. It, it was it was amazing to watch this video because it was also Adam Savage just like marveling at the like manufacturing of these models, like the injection of the plastic mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's looking at the pieces that haven't been cut out yet. Um, and this you know grade of model is basically like you know they're at the point because they have made life size ones they kind of have the mechanics of them figured out. So they just scale it down. And it's basically like you build the skeleton and then put armor over top of it. It's insane. And they look gorgeous when they're Mm -hmm. done by professionals. It would look like a three-year-old's drawing if I attempted it myself, but. (laughs) So I know, I know individuals who, um, uh, paint models. Yes. Usually for D and D sometimes for like Warhammer. Um, and that also, I just want to, I want to punch a wall thinking about it. Yeah. When, when you, when you talk about like, you know, the Steve Carell and the 40 year old version with the magnifying glass, you know, finely tipped brush, you know, painting a guy's Mm -hmm. helmet. That's one thing. These are like, essentially they're supposed to be no glue, no paint, snap fit models. Um, and then I watched another one with dinner tonight where the guy was just so he was, he doesn't appear on screen and it's, he's really going for like an ASMR vibe type of thing uh, with the way he cuts and edits. But he mm-hmm. did, the, he did the same model and the, the nonchalant way with which he just approaches like sanding the shit down and the mixing of the paints and the airbrushing. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's you do. You do too much. <laughs> you do too much. Friend. <laughs> You're doing too much. But low key, I'm just like, I got like a $15, you know, entry level grade type thing. Maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll give that a try. I didn't hate it when I bought, when I did the ones I bought on Anime North that one year. Like, but I didn't know what I was doing. There was, <laughs> there was no YouTube then, y'all. I didn't even know, um, I didn't even know there were snips. I was using like a loose razor blade to cut the shit out of the, uh. It's like just my, keep in mind one sickness at a time. <laughs> I, that's the other thing. Um, this is, this is just me lashing out because Amazon won't give me my records. <laughs> you call that full circle, y'all. We're going to take a break right here. And when we come back, like the woman said, Mary Switchmas, y'all. Mary Switchmas, motherfuckers. <laughs> Christmas festive time is here. It's time to get hudged. The Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star. When we come back from this break. show this is the half of the show where we talk about the thing we brought each other yeah and this and this is the first 
of the Christmas capades. <laughs> Is that what you're calling but it? Before we get in, yeah, I'm calling it the Christmas capades. Really, it's just the the season. The season. The season. Um, the season. Um, but before we get into it, before we get into the Princess Switch Three romancing the star, Mary Switchmas. Um, we have some rules. Yep. Uh, the first rule is the rule of three, which is if the thing comes in parts, we will watch three of them. This does not come in parts. This is the third part. You don't have to watch the other two, but you're gonna. (laughs) (laughs) You you can just start at the third one, you maniacs. No. No, you have to watch the first two, but it's, it's a good investment of time. Is it? We only live one life. (laughs) And sometimes you just need to, like, chill. Wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Please don't highlight my relatively short time left on Earth. The fact that I chose to spend it watching this. Please continue. This this is kumpf. This is trashy, stupid kumpf. Anyways, second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. That's the rule that we will only talk about the thing we are watching when we are sitting in front of these microphones. So much so that we don't know if the other person has watched the thing, but I'm pretty sure we both did. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's Hudgens. We're going to get hudged. Yes, we are. Um, the third rule is not a rule, it's a policy is that there will be spoilers. Oh, that is impossible. Shut, up. shut your mouth. It is impossible. You shut up about so, spoilers on this. Oh my god. Yeah. If you care, so if you're I'm, sitting there and you're like, I gotta duck out <laughs> so I don't get the princess switch spoiled from me, fuck your life. Uh, look at your life, look at your choices. <laughs> god. Um, okay, so I'm just, I'm actually, I don't usually do this. I usually do the first bit of the plot, forget what I'm doing, and then Jordan <laughs> fills the rest <laughs> in. But this time I'm actually just going to read the plot because it is wild, y'all. <laughs> is it? Um, in in so much that it's just I'm like, what? <laughs> um Princess Stacy Wyndham of Belgravia yeah. and Lady Margaret Delacour, Queen of Montanaro. Stacy and Mar- Stacy and Margaret. Those are two. <laughs> yep are preparing to host an international Christmas festival in Montanaro, Mm -hmm. the centerpiece of which is the Star of Peace, a sacred relic. Shortly after the star arrives, thieves break into the palace and steal it. Thieves, y'all. Stacy and Margaret decide to approach Lady Fiona Pembroke, who is currently on probation and working as a custodian at an orphanage. So Stacy and Margaret, the Hudge 1 and 2, recruit... Fiona, which is Hudge 3, yeah. to help them find their sacred artifact. Feel free to get your own at any Dollarama countrywide. <laughs> you can find Fiona, one. Fiona agrees to help in exchange for Margaret putting in a good word for her when her case is reviewed by a disciplinary board after Christmas. Mm-hmm. She goes to see her ex-boyfriend, Peter Maxwell, a disgraced former Interpol investigator who now runs his own private security firm i had no idea about that part of the movie i don't know if i had a short coma or what but i (laughs) missed which part that That he was a disgraced interpol 
operative? Yeah, investigator who runs his own private security firm. Where do you think he got all those floaty screens from he kept busting out? (laughs) I I thought he was like some sort of thief. I was very confused. Um, Peter quickly deduces that the mastermind behind the star's disappearance is Hunter Cunard, a billionaire obsessed with stealing priceless works of art for his personal collection. Just because. Just because. Fiona persuades Hunter to give her an invitation to the Christmas party at his estate. Peter then recruits Fiona's assistants, Mindy and Reggie, to practice infiltrating Hunter's estate and bypassing his security measures while Fiona distracts Hunter at the party. Reggie injures herself, sorry, injures himself during training and Margaret agrees to impersonate Fiona at the party while Peter and Fiona take the star back from the security vault. Kay- this is Kay- the Kay- first Kay- impersonation. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, you make sure you're calling it out. Yeah. You know what that is? So, you know what that is? Yeah. That's a princess switch, yo. It is a princess switch. Margaret, who is actually well, technically queen before that duchess, um, uh, is now impersonating Fiona. Yeah. Um, these are all Hudgens, just as a, <laughs> just as if you didn't get that. You know what vibes, you know what you came here for. <laughs> As they get ready for the mission, Fiona reflects over her unrequited feelings for Peter. Mm-hmm. The plan is set into motion, and at first, everything works out perfectly until Peter accidentally trips a pressure plate alarm. Panicked, Reggie and Mindy shut off the fake security footage Peter had installed, alerting Hunter to the theft. Peter gives Fiona a bag holding the star and stays behind to distract Hunter's men while Fran- Frank picks up Fiona. Margaret also escapes with the help of friend, of a friendly coat check man. Fucking. Mm. Did did you catch it, Jordan? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Did oh, you catch oh, friendly yeah. coat, coat yeah, check yeah, man? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did, Kate. Was not so. All right. Just, just wanted to make sure. Poor mother. That motherfucker had so little to do in this one. He literally like. He's the magical reason it, for everything that happens it, in this franchise, and he's just literally. It's gotta he be. Gets, it's it's. It's got to be someone's uncle, right? Like his last, his dying wish was to be in a trilogy of terrible Christmas movies. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stacy receives a warning from the head of the orphanage okay, gotta, that Fiona's hearing. What? Got to get something for Stacy to do. Stacy have very oh yeah. Hudgens one have very little to do in this. Movie. I was worried. <laughs> I was worried. Oh, worry not, Caitlin. I was like, is she going to go back to baking? Like, what? What are we going to do? <laughs> right, she was a baker. That's how this started. <laughs> That's how this started. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Stacy receives a warning from the head of the orphanage that Fiona's hearing has been rescheduled to the same night as the heist. She, dressed up like Fiona, second princess switch. That's another princess switch, yo. Yeah, appears in front of the committee, accompanied by Prince Edward as a character witness. The board decides on a, a commutation of sentence. Just because. Everyone regroups at the palace. But Fiona soon discovers that the bag she's carrying is a decoy. Believing that Peter tricked them, Margaret and Stacy agree to reveal the truth to the Vatican while Fiona, Mindy, and Reggie leave despite Margaret inviting them to stay for Christmas. Peter asks Fiona to meet him, and he explains that he took the star to get her attention. Which... Seems mm-hmm. kind of rude and paternalistic, but... But fine. Uh, he asks Fiona to speak with Bianca... Who has traveled to Montenegro? You're like, who's Bianca? Who has traveled to Montenegro to make peace with her daughter? Fiona angrily refuses. Chekhov's mom, who gets mentioned in the first like five minutes of the movie. 
Yeah. Fiona angrily refuses to do so and is about to leave when she realizes that doing so would be repeating the same mistakes her mother made. She goes back and hugs Bianca for giving her. The two of them return the star to Stacey and Margaret. I'm not done, but I need to say that reading people's Twitter comments, <laughs> it was pointed out that they really missed out here because they don't show Bianca's face at the beginning. They could have just made it another right? Just an old age, right? old age makeup. Which I thought for sure, Is right? It, I thought I was under the impression that that's where we were moving towards, whereby Princess yeah. Switch 12, it literally is just Vanessa <laughs> Hudgens playing every character. That's what I'm here for, Caitlin. That's what I'm biding my time for. I want a full Hudge production. A production. The- <laughs> Let me have no it. Monster. Shut up. <laughs> At the lighting of the festival's Christmas tree, Margaret reveals to Kevin that she gave the police evidence of Hunter's crimes. Again, I don't know if I was just distracted by my hot cocoa at this point. I don't know that that ever happened. Yep. Fiona, despite finally being welcomed back into her cousin's family, is miserable about not having anyone to share the holiday with when Peter suddenly appears. The two share a kiss as the Star of Peace lights up to celebrate the new year. And that's the movie. You don't have to watch it now. You're welcome. <laughs> we did it for you. We um, did it for you. So, I mean, compared to the other two princess switches, how did you feel about this one, Caitlin? I did say when you announced that uh, this was on the docket that I, yeah. I was somewhat skeptical that Fiona could support, could drive the plot of an entire uh, princess switch installment. I mean, she did, she did she in her, with her terrible accent. Watching the accents flow like water throughout <laughs> regional throughout regions of Europe was uh, maybe my favorite part of the movie. The the nun, the mother superior, was my favorite one. Right. So I was like, is she Scottish or Welsh or Italian? I don't. We don't. We don't know. No. It, it doesn't matter. The best thing about watching. Princess Switch Three is actually then deep diving the the the, the tweets, <laughs> um, because people people are out here. Um, literally, if you look up BuzzFeed Princess Switch Three, they just they like, oh put together God. a listicle <laughs> of like the best, and it is it is the greatest. I'm doing that right um, now. So. Uh, so, as someone said, watch Princess Switch 3, and I was devastated that Fiona's mother was not also played by Vanessa Hudgens in old age makeup. The wasted potential, the tragedy of missed opportunity haunts us all. Um, oh, yes, also, uh, P- this is from somebody else, PSA, the Princess Switch 3 is a heist movie. We we did not talk about we that, did. but it, that it, is it an is a heist movie. detail. Listen, uh, three uh, no. Vanessa Hudgens, okay. three hot dudes, and a heist. Okay. People can read the tweets them, themselves, uh, which I'm going to later, and I have that uh, list bookmarked for after we are finished recording. Um, we need to talk about uh, Great Value Simu Lu here, the guy, the Peter. He needs to get his fucking head in the game. Like, when, like, he's trying to, when Fiona's trying to teach uh, Margaret how to tango, because billionaire yeah. uh, hotel uh, tyrant loves uh, tango and it's probably expected that margaret as fiona will need to tango with him Mm -hmm. 
they got it covered. They are they are doing the business. And he's just going to be like, oh, may I cut in? Is this the time, Peter? <laughs> Is this the time? I feel like there are bigger things than you trying to lay your Mac down. You got like two days to pull this know. off. I don't know. This, is not, this would not have happened in Ocean's Eleven. That's all I'm saying. This is not Ocean's Eleven. Bernie, Bernie Mac would not be trying to like Mac up on, you know, Carl Reiner in the middle of ice planning. They knew they had important things to be doing. Um, I, that though, okay. So you brought up the tango. The tango was really well choreographed. Oh, <laughs> shouts to the tango. And shouts to the tango. Um, I mean, th- th- what I can say about this movie is this movie is stupid. But it's like, <laughs> I literally said it out loud so many times. I was like, this movie is so stupid. This is stupid. stupid. Yep. This is stupid. And yet, I enjoyed watching this stupid movie. It's, um, what I love about it is like, because it's all Hudgens and she don't care. Like, no, she's a producer. You have any idea how much money she made from this thing? Did she get three extra salaries? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but like, 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 I'd say, okay, so she's a producer. She's getting enough bag off of this. So we don't really need to care that Stacy, the OG, who's like, you know, the, the reason for the season, as it were, literally has nothing to do. Or that you can't even remember why her and Princely even like each other. <laughs> what? Like, literally. No chemistry. No nothing. They get, like, seven minutes at the whole hearing thing. Where's my adherence to the greater Princess Switch universe? This is what I want to know. So, the other part respect, of respect the, the great PS, thing. Just respect the PSU. That's all I'm saying. The other great thing about this is watching people freak out over the like i mean this happened last year where they figured out there really technically is a fourth hudgens in this universe who is it because oh right because so, yeah right because in the other one there was this the like night this the night weird, before christmas oh no they mentioned yes, Monaro. So the they mention Monaro? that's right yeah, and then there was this other this other movie, and there was like a big acorn <laughs> like a thing, and there was like there's just basically there is proof from all of these movies, this this princess switch universe, if you will, there is a fourth Hudge Hudgenson. Out so there. like like listen, don't talk to me that like three Spider Men next year is going to be like you know the big the cinematic event of the year of the decade. Literally, Hudgens is out here doing it all herself. <laughs> Princess Switch, no way home. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I mean, apparently this is the last one, and I am I am saddened a little. <laughs> they, they didn't introduce a fourth Hudge, so I mean, you know, it did lead me to think that perhaps this is it for Princess Switching. This is it. But Kate, I mean, Kate... It can only be a golden goose for so long. Well, yes. That just means we got to switch back to night before Christmas again. What happened to our create our, our wacky time traveling kids? It's true. It's true. The Hutch ain't dumb. She got the Netflix yeah. bag locked up for the foreseeable. Yeah. Like she's going to make sure that there will be a place for her. Um, do we need to adjust the grading scale on these? Like so, how many stars of peace out of ten do we need? To- 
Well, I mean, we're obviously not ranking this on the quality of it as a movie, but just like how no. how bad how much bad comp did it give us out of 10? What's the percentage of bad comp that this gave us? It was like 10. It's 10 out of 10. Like, there is nothing good about this film. It made you that comp, though? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I knew everything that was going to happen. <laughs> I predicted some of the dialogue. Like, I... <laughs> I didn't have to watch this movie for it to like, you know, like it, it just knowing it's, it's there, knowing that all the stories have been wrapped up. Everybody's happy. Like I just knowing in this universe, this princess switch universe that everything's good. They never had COVID there. <laughs> like that, I just, that is a, a comfort to me. No very low COVID numbers in Montanaro. Yeah, they had a whole Christmas village. They wouldn't have been having that without masks. That's true. Also, again, those poor people bundled up on a back lot in Atlanta or wherever the hell they were doing this. (laughs) People just all. Though senior correspondent Chris pointed out that at one point. Someone's you could see someone's breath. I did, I did notice He's that like, as well. Early, early that yeah. happened. But by the end, where they're doing the yeah. Christmas village thing, I was like, these people all look like they're sweating their asses off. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I mean, as a movie, it's like uh, poop emoji. But as like a, <laughs> it's garbage as a movie. But as a just like you know what, I just want to feel. I just want that. It's it's literally it's fudge. No, it's not as good as fudge. <laughs> I'm gonna admit that. <laughs> Oh, no, man, I would even I would have rather have fudge than eat this. <laughs> but it's like that's what it is. It is the emptiest of calories. Oh yeah. It's like you know what it you know what it is? It's it's the corn puffs from Cheetos. You know, when everybody says oh, Cheetos yeah. when everybody mm-hmm. says Cheetos, they're thinking of like like cheesy stuff, but there's also that bag of like corn puffs. I can eat those because they don't have any dairy in them. I've you, eaten them and you, they just dissolve in your mouth. And that's what this does too. Yeah. I was like, it just dissolves in my mouth and it's gone. By the time 20 minutes after I hit the stop button on this recording, this movie will be gone from my brain. But maybe when I see a star on top of a tree sometime this holiday season, I'll say thank you, Hudge. Thank yeah. you for the joy you have brought to my life with your vapidly inoffensive film franchise. That's what we need more of. Stuff that doesn't make us think. <laughs> Listen, Caitlin's right. You don't want to think right now. It has been a rough couple years. As I saw on Instagram, some memes said, I have yet to see someone say 2022 going to be their year. Motherfuckers nervous and I don't blame y'all. I don't want anything moving the needle. At my holiday season. No. I just want Nog and stars. What the hell do you call them? Fairy lights? Yeah. That's what I want. And that's what the Hudge bringeth. That's on Netflix, y'all. If you want the Hudge to bringeth it to you. If you haven't seen any of them, listen, there's a whole collection. You're in for a treat. Netflix has packaged them together. You just go Princess Switch. It'll be like, would you like the Princess Switch collection? You want to watch all three of them back to back? That is a box of chocolates that no one has got to yet. But it's all like coconut cream. Oh no! Yeah, exactly. You going? You going to eat them? 
Chinko like it. I'm just going to lick the outside chocolate it's off just, of them. It's just coconut creamed and like the whole cherry ones. Just the, the, the worst. Just the worst. <laughs> the worst slots on the pot of gold. That's what you're getting. You're going to eat it. You ain't going to like it. But you know what? It's still chocolate. So enjoy that. So that's going to wrap it up for the trash. Next week, we're going to try to elevate the proceedings a little bit. With another one of Caitlin's holiday selections for 2021. I believe we're going to check out 8-Bit Christmas, which is on HBO Max. The Neil Patrick Harris movie, really gunning for that uh, that princess bride telling your children a story of Christmas from years past sort of thing. Really going for the Christmas classic Christmas story uh, vibe. I don't know how it's doing. In the critical discourse, but you know what? On this discourse, we're going to see, and you'll find out next week. And we hope you will join us for it. Friends, thank you so much for spending an hour and change with us every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And I hope you will join us next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. So the tagline of the Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star. There was a tagline? Do you know what it is? No. Apparently. Well, it's like the thing, you know, when they do a cute little, like, you know, blurb. Mm -hmm. It's Mary Switchmas. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking buffoon. That made me laugh so hard that I took my my glasses off. (laughs) 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 It's been a long day.